0: Which KJ Jefferson are we going to get? I mean, that is the singular key in this football game. Welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast.
1: You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the
0: Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I am your host Stephen Willis at the Stephen Willis down below. Which KJ Jefferson are we going to get? That is the singular key in this game. It will determine whether or not Ole Miss is a distinct favorite or if Arkansas has a fighting chance. He completely changes this team. Anyway, before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. It's Bet Online where the game starts. Also, thank you very much for making the Locked On this podcast um, your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the podcast on the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications, and, of course, participate in the conversation by commenting down below and upvoting the video itself. Anyway, as I said, I'm Stephen Willis. This is your Keys to Arkansas episode, and the number one key, as we said, the health of KJ Jefferson and most of the time we're going to do these keys back and forth if you've heard over there it's going to be a key based off of what Ole Miss is going to do in certain situations but this key is going to be on the health of the Arkansas quarterback because as we saw they look a little bit different whenever um, KJ is not in the lineup he is kind of their whole offense Rocket Sanders is now second in the SEC in rushing Um and because of that, it's because KJ is not playing. He's not been hundred percent lately, and he sat out. And how much are you going to be willing to run a quarterback with a shoulder problem that is so important for your team? I think the threat of him doing it might be there, and you might do it some, but I don't think he's going to run that the ball mo- very often. Because if you look at this game, Ole Miss is a three-point favorite according to Bet Online. All lines on this show come courtesy of Bet Online. But they'll be favored probably to beat Missouri, even on the road in Missouri. And that is the most important game for Arkansas because when one of these last two games, they go to a bowl game. So the question comes, what do you do with K.J. Jefferson before this Ole Miss game? Do you put the whole season at risk by going full bore against Ole Miss? Or do you kind of put all your eggs in the Missouri basket? It's a really interesting situation because Arkansas has the talent to be a decent team. They don't have Traylon Burks, who was a difference maker in their offense a year ago. Just period. He's a guy that made them better than they actually seem to be. But he's not there. They've got some players that are fairly athletic guys, but they're not the same type guys. Traylon Burks was an A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf type of wide receiver that was just physically imposing. They got some dudes that are some good athletes, but they don't have the dudes that they had last year. Now, they have K.J. and they have Rocket Sanders, and when both are 100% healthy, they can provide a trouble in the zone read game. Because Kendall Bryles and their run game, it all comes from Art Bryles, who was a wishbone coach for people who doesn't know. The Arkansas offense and the Ole Miss offense comes from essentially the same place. Although Ole Miss is more operational at this point, Kendall Bryles is more the way it was. So a 70% KJ Jefferson, I don't think, gets it done. Um, An 80% KJ Jefferson doesn't get it done. They're not going to be wanting to run a quarterback with a shoulder problem, especially somebody as physical running the football as KJ Jefferson. So do you put him in the game and hope that you can get away with it, tell him not to run, tell him to get down, don't take hits, and hope that he can provide a little bit of spark in the pass game and just his presence – affects the defense in such a way that could open up Rocket Sanders. I mean, that that is the one scenario with KJ that I see happening, really, at the moment. But it, it it is going to be the singular key in this game. Because we're going to talk about some other stuff that Ole Miss needs to do, but all of those can go completely out the window depending on this first key. Because... Honestly, if K.J. Jefferson doesn't play, Arkansas is not going to win this game. Period. They're just a different team without K.J. Jefferson. With K.J. Jefferson, they have a puncher's chance. I don't think they're good enough to necessarily win the game. They give up like close to 300 yards rushing to that Alabama team that we just saw. Um, so running the football could be problematic, especially with a lot of the stuff that we do, especially in the drop eight that they like to do. So it could be interesting. It could be cold. It could be windy. It could be very, honestly, Midwestern, um, as northern Arkansas can be this time of year. Ozark Mountains, you're playing in a little bit of altitude. I mean, it, it, it should be very interesting. But overall... The singular key, I said it over and over, the singular key in this game is the health and status of K.J. Jefferson. Because whether he goes one way or the other, swings things so much. I don't think people realize how much it swings things. Because you have Cade Fortin, who is a passer, and he threw a touchdown pass against LSU. But overall, he's not necessarily ready for this moment. Malik Hornsby is a runner, but he's not the inside physical type runner. He's the guy that wants to get to the sideline. He's the one that always wants to run around you to get where he's going. And because of that, you play a team that's relatively quick, and it becomes difficult to do that. It's hard to do that in the SEC regardless. But K.J. Jefferson provides that physical inside run, opens up the Rocket Sanders, and can throw the ball just enough to keep you honest. That's what K.J. Jefferson can bring to the table. Now, I am assuming that K.J. is going to play this weekend. I'm assuming that he's going to play over whatever his health status is. Because K.J. is from Sardis, Mississippi, for those who don't know. Sardis, Mississippi is about, what, about an hour, 40 minutes, something like that, away from Oxford. Um, The only thing is, you know, it's by the casket factory near Batesville. Um, so it's up there on 55 um, North. So he wants this game because he wanted an Ole Miss offer. Matt Luke didn't give him one. They went with, like, I think it was maybe it was John Rice Palmley that year. Maybe it was the Matt Corral year. I'm not 100% certain. But KJ wasn't able to get the offer. So that this game means a ton to him. And since these teams run similar offense and similar defense, they know the weaknesses of both. So you're going to see Arkansas running the ball off tackle. Old school, high school, belly type plays. That's what they're going to try and hit. Just going to try and hit it at a 45 degree angle off tackle and just go in between the ends and the box safety. That's what teams are doing with this Ole Miss team. So Arkansas is going to try to do that. So the health of KJ Jefferson will be everything. Now, if KJ plays, hit him hard. Hit him fair. We don't want a situation like Dallas Turner out there, but you need to be physical with it. You need to be physical with Arkansas's team and you need to be ready to hit somebody. Anybody that's moving, you should be ready to hit them on Saturday. Physicality is your friend and it will be overly important. Anyway, right now I do want to tell you about Simply Safe. What? Yes, yeah, Simply Safe. If you thought securing your home with home security, thought of doing it, but have been putting it off, you might want to listen up because Locked On Ole Miss listeners can now order the number one rated Simply Safe Home Security System for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year and you don't want to miss it. Here is why I love it. And, and, you know, it might not necessarily fit to you, but this is why I love it. 2019, I had a massive brain surgery. Okay? And because of that, after that, I I became really forgetful. So, at least once a month, I walk into the house and I forget the alarm set, it goes off, they call, and what's the passcode? Yeah, passcode's the, yeah. And the point is, if they will put up with the worst customer-known demand and do this every single month, what would they do for you? What would they do with an intruder? Simply Safe has been named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report. It's the third year in a row. And in an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agencies Agencies, agents use fast protect technology ex- exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and vet- verify the threat is real. Seeing a priority, police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at slash locked on college. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. Simplysafe.com. Slash locked on college. There's no safe like simply safe. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked on sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're doing keys of the game. Before we get started and do another key, I do want to let you know I made a fancy, handy-dandy um, graphic and everything. I do want you to see that. This is my bowl projections for this year. Right now, I'm projecting Georgia and Tennessee will go into the playoff. LSU is going to go into the Sugar Bowl. They're ranked a little bit higher than Alabama and they have that tiebreaker. I think Alabama is going to go into the Cotton Bowl. Now there's a chance that Ole Miss can make the Orange Bowl. I'm not saying it's not possible, but I do think that Ole Miss is the overwhelming favorite right now. If they went out, they do what they need to do to go to the Citrus Bowl. Um, It should be quite interesting to see one way or another. But that is my bowl projections at the moment. We're going to try and keep up with those for the next couple of weeks. So, Getting back to the keys to the game. The keys to the Ole Miss Arkansas game. Obviously the Ole Miss run game. Quinshawn Judkins needs 151 yards with three games left to play for the school rushing yardage record. So we could see that fall at any point. Um, we'll see what happens with him. Zach Evans, we need to you know, get him through concussion protocol because this offense is better whenever there is a true one-two punch. With Quinshawn Judkins and Zach Evans, Mr. Outside and Mr. Inside, the offense runs a little bit better whenever they're in the game. And you'll see a situation against this defense. They're going to really protect the middle of the field. They are. The openings are going to be on the outside. If you remember last year's crazy game, okay, how did Ole Miss attack that defense? They attacked it running like that 45-degree angle, running an off-tackle type play, maybe in a counter design, something like that. Snoop Connor ended up going off in the second half. Everybody remembers what that is. I think you can see something similar to that. I think Arkansas is also going to prepare for that, so it could open up some inside zone and some quarterback power stuff. Now, I want to see Jackson Dart start to throw the ball. I want to see Ole Miss throw the ball 20 to 30 times this game. Um when Ole Miss is clicking, I realize that it is mostly run, but Jackson Dart this year is about maximizing the quarterback position and getting ready for 2023. Make up for those reps that he lost at the beginning of the year by trying to find some situations to get him throwing the ball. They he needs to drop back past some a little bit because next year it's going to be important, um, and you have all of these things, and the offense can expand, and it could be a really headache to stop. You have all the talent in the world on this team. Just let them cook a little bit. Now, Michael Trigg did not play against Alabama. Everybody was talking about that. I told you last week how important that leak was. And that leak was designed essentially just to make Alabama prepare for it. That was it. Um, He wasn't ready to play. He wasn't going to play. It is what it is. The leak was there for that reason. And I'm sure they slipped that information out so it would get reported on. Now, the This week, Michael Trigg will be in a little bit better shape. So there's a chance he could play this week. If not, this week against Mississippi State. But he's trying to get into game shape from what I understand right now. And him getting into game shape will be very important um, for him in the future. But this run game against this defense has a chance to open up everything and also can honestly take advantage of the pass game from Arkansas, our pass rush game. They're a defense that relies on explosive plays. So if you stay on schedule and just run the ball over and over again, you can kind of take the air out of them. It can kind of look like the Arkansas stuff did. You kind of get repetitive um, last year, and and it can be an unstoppable thing. No penalties. It's a night game in Fayetteville. Operationally, you need to be clean. At this point, I hope everybody understands that one of the keys of the game is that we play operationally clean. Because there's no faster way to lose a football game than to not be operationally clean. So, understand that. But, a night game in Fayetteville, which, honestly, when was the last time that happened? Was that 2008? Somebody in the comments below, what was the last night game in Fayetteville that we played? It, it seems like this game is always at 11 a.m over the years, that that is all that I remember. Um, Early games, back and forth. This is a weird series that Ole Miss is going to lose whenever we go to the new scheduling model. And it's going to be a shame because this has turned out to be Arkansas's best rival um, and a fantastic rival for Ole Miss. And the games have been absolutely drunk for years and weird stuff happens. And we're going to go from getting that every year to getting it every other year. But the benefit is Alabama is going to go from getting that every year to getting that every other year. The downside of that is instead of getting Georgia um, every eight years, we're going to get them every other year as well. So you see how that goes. That's how the scheduling is going to work out. But it should be really, really fun um, this week, honestly. I'm very excited about what could possibly happen Um Ole Miss could end up nine and two after this game and going for their second consecutive ten week win season for the Egg Bowl. We're going to have Jake Wimberley next week. I've already set up my Josh uh, John Neighbors um, locked on Hogs crossover for later this week. But we're going to um, close out football season in a while. And if Ole Miss goes to a bowl game somewhere nearby, I'm going to um, end up going to the game uh, or going to the press gatherings and all that. So you'll see me. In that side um, and what's going on. So I'm pretty fired up. Those are the keys. There's not many keys. The main king's key is the health of KJ Jefferson. The KJ you get depends on the game you get. And if KJ doesn't play, uh, as long as you play all right, you should be good. I mean, Rocket Sanders is going to do his stuff, but there's only so much damage somebody like that can do. If KJ is completely healthy this week, it's a different ball game and this is a dangerous Arkansas team. This line is about where it needs to be, honestly. It's not too high, not too low. But there's two games left to play. And in those two games, Ole Miss goes on the road to Fava which is a house of horrors. I sat here and listened to a game to where Arkansas scored a touchdown on an Ole Miss kickoff return. Okay, I'll, yeah, just leave it at that. It's a house of horrors. Weird things happen in Fayetteville. The last time we won was 2008, I think, in Fayetteville. Now, we've won in Little Rock a couple of times twice, and we need that game to go back to Little Rock because we do pretty well in Little Rock, honestly. But we don't do well in Fayetteville for whatever reason. And we need to turn that around this year. This should be an interesting thing. And then we have Mississippi State coming in on the Egg Bowl. and And we've got... Basically, twelve get twelve days or ten days now um, to where they're going to go back and forth and do what they need to do. So you got five days until the game, and then you got five days until the egg bowl, and it should be a lot of fun. State looked all right this weekend against Georgia. Georgia just looks like the best team in the country, anyway. So. Bet online is your number one source for all of your betting information, news, stats, and analysis. If you look down below, right down there, you can see that Ole Miss is a three-point favorite at Arkansas. The over-under is at 59 points. The game is Saturday night on SEC Network. Should be a really good game. I do expect the line to move a little bit, and I expect the under, over-under to jump up and down either way it goes. Should be really um, good, but... Arkansas, like I said, everything's going to depend on KJ. But you're not going to get the information about KJ um, before the game. You won't find out about KJ until 4 o'clock Saturday. So understand that. So we'll see what's going on there. But if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well on Bet Online. We're always the latest, fastest, and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. It's BetOnline.com where the game starts. Hey, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation by commenting down below or upvoting the video. I'm here with Tom Vanderford. He does a weekly segment on the show, although he didn't do it last week, but last week we were pretty busy, so um, that may have been my mistake. How you doing, Tom?
1: Hey, doing fine, man. Yeah, you guys had a little storm that day, so we can overlook that's right. that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it,
0: you know, every time, you know, like Thursday mornings, um we sent we tend to always have storms um down here during hurricane hurricane season, but maybe it's done um because it's it's actually pretty nice outside. I think it's is it fairly cool in um uh, North Mississippi?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it was 25 this morning driving to work. Ooh. Yeah, nice and nice and chilly.
0: Yeah, it's it's eighty one right now where I am. Oh um, man! Yeah, and I have already had my email in because um, I think we are going to go to the Citrus Bowl. That's that if you wanted me to put money on where we go, I would say the Citrus Bowl. So I already have the email out to them about potentially advertising on the show and all of that stuff at the for the oh, time good being. Good
1: deal. Good deal. Yeah, maybe you can scoop your a pass.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, go, I'm I'm going to try to be credentialed. Um, I'm going to make shirts. I have a couple of designs that just says like "usually right" and stuff stuff like that, intended to just to, to aggravate people. But I'm going to oh, do yeah. that and and go whether it's the ReliaQuest Bowl or the Citrus Bowl. I'm going to one of those. Heck, if we go to the Orange Bowl, I'll probably go down there for the day for a day. Oh yeah. So yeah, oh, yeah. it should be pretty good. So. Before we move on to the game where, as you can see below, um, Ole Miss is a three-point favorite over Arkansas, let's talk a little bit about the Bama game because there's not been many games in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium that I've heard like that. That is props to the crowd, props to Lane Kiffin for what he's building. Really, it was good all the way around, and the only thing that could have changed to make that just a perfect day is a catch on that last play, I think.
1: Yeah, Mingo catches that ball, uh, and it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, we we uh, I I'll be honest with you. I was impressed with our defense. I thought they played their best game of the year mm-hmm. against probably the best quarterback in college football. Yeah, he's I, special. Uh, yep, he is. Uh, I I I I can't not say this. I'm i I'm, I'm really displeased with the officiating. Yeah. Uh. But. You know, I've I've watched a lot of Alabama Ole Miss games, and I've seen a lot of funky calls, but uh, this was the worst one I think I'd ever seen. But the kids gave it their all. Jackson Dart, you know, showed me that he's as as tough as Matt Corral. Hmm. He did. He he. You know, he got beat up on and yanked on and thrown around, and he didn't whine or cry. He just got up brushed it off and said let's go bruh so the future looks bright with him and quinchon and it it it, it it's just we're gonna have to and i'm glad our nil collective is i think over four thousand people now mm-hmm. uh we're gonna need all the money we can get to keep quinchon and other people like that at old miss because i guarantee you Auburn and these other folks are gonna come after him. Of course, you know, Twitter Twitter's not the truth teller, but I saw one today where a guy says, Yeah, Lane's coming to Auburn, he's bringing Dart and Judkins with him. And I'm like, Oh, here it comes. Yeah. I you know, I feel so sorry for those folks because he's not going. He's got something that he's working on at Ole Miss. And hmm. I think he stays until he gets it done.
0: Yeah, honestly, I think Auburn hires Cadillac Williams. I think Cadillac gets the job. I think they're about to Matt Luke this.
1: I hope they do. Hmm? I hope they do. Well, they, uh, no matter who they hire, you know, it's they, not going to be viewed they, well, as a
0: successful search.
1: Yeah, well, I think they, God bless them. I know they got a lot of money. I know they do. I know what I hear it all the time but they're already paying two head coaches and staffs and ADs and everybody else, you know, and then NIL, I mean, you can run out of, Yellowwood ain't got all the money in the world. Eventually you're going to run out of money. So if they go on the cheap and get Cadillac and then give him a, you know, a stud offensive coordinator and a stud defensive coordinator, kind of like what Arkansas did, Hmm. uh, You know, they went out and got a position coach at Georgia and got a really good defensive coordinator and a good offensive coordinator. That may be their plan. I don't know. But I assume that they've probably been turned down by everybody who is somebody. Nobody wants to get in that mess. I mean, you've got their last two head coaches that won national championships got fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know you, know. you, you want to hear
0: You want to hear what my prediction is for the Auburn job what is actually going to happen I think Cadillac Williams is going to end up getting the head job I think they're going to beat Western Kentucky and then they're going to play Alabama close enough that it's going to create the swell to where you, we should just hire Cadillac um, especially after Lane Kiffin tells them no and then they're going to get Kendall Browles as offensive coordinator and Kevin Steele as defensive coordinator
1: I can see that for sure, especially Kevin Mm Steele. Because Yellowwood loves him some Kevin Mm Steele.
0: Yeah, and so they're going to try and recruit and turn their way out of this, and it's going to look similar to 2017, 2018, and 2019 at Ole Miss. Because Auburn, all of a sudden, they look in the mirror and they see Alabama. But everybody else looks at Auburn and they see uh, Arkansas. <clears throat> so, they need to, first first step to any situation is know who you are. If you don't know you, you're not going to be able to get the best version of you. And right now, they do not know who they are. And in the NIL and the college landscapes, everything has changed. They're going to end up offering Lane Kiffin an $11, $12 million deal. I don't even know if Wayne Kiffin would take that because at a certain point, once a college coach makes a ton of money, let's say over three million dollars, it all becomes diminishing returns at that point. It's all about right. status and, and building it up. So you're not gonna leave one place where you can get ten dollars for another place where or ten million where you can go to another place and get twelve million. It just doesn't work that way because once you're wealthy, you have more than a month, enough money to do anything anyway. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Auburn has had money, but they've had money for the last 10 years. Um, They've um, had booster problems for the last 10 years. And you can talk about, hey, we've got all this money now, which they already had. The boosters are not going to get involved, which they always do and have for the last 20 years. And all these problems, they're like, no, no, no. It's almost like a um, battered woman where the husband says, no, 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 no. I was wrong to do that. I will not do that again. I'm sorry. And then he does it again, and it happens over and over and over yep. again. Yep. And and sometimes I you just realize remember, that husband's toxic.
1: Yeah, I can still remember the Petrino Tupperbill stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's plain. Uh, game. They've been doing it. They've been doing it forever. They've mm-hmm. been doing it forever, and they're not going to change. No. And I and I honestly think that Lane, if this was Lane at Tennessee, I say he might go but this is mature, been around the block, seen a few things like yeah. he knows he has complete control of his program at Ole Miss. He knows his AD backs him 100% at Ole Miss. He knows that the alumni and the fans are doing whatever they can to get this NIO going strong. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, He's about to make $10 million forget, a year.
1: People forget that we have put off the capital campaign to tear down the the home side of the stadium and and Mm -hmm. replace it uh i don't know this for a fact i just know it's true that a lot of that money that may have been earmarked for that the folks may be saying hey i want to give this to nil Mm -hmm. so I think that we're in good shape there, and I listen. I we've been on Miss fans forever, and I'm mm-hmm. going to segue into Arkansas real quick. It's supposed to be colder than a well digger's bottom in Arkansas. <laughs> it's a night game. Mm-hmm. We know what our normal uh, outcome is when we go into Fayetteville when it's cold. Uh, There's just something different about
0: this team. Well, I can tell you what's different. You want to know what's different about this team? We've been a pass-happy team for a good portion since Houston Nutt beat them up in Fayetteville at night in 2008. We've been a passing team. And passing teams in cold weather, your passing offense is going to get less and less. The warmer it is, the better of a passing offense you can have. We're not a passing team this year. Oh, we're no. Quinshaw and pound. Yeah, We're ground and pound. We don't care if it gets cold. You've got guys that are going to go out and just absolutely play and hammer and be physical monsters. This Ole Miss-Arkansas game Saturday could be two hours and 45 minutes long, just both teams just hammering the ball. Now, the question that I have, How which KJ Jefferson are we going to get, the injured version or the healthy version or whichever level in between? Because the healthy version, Arkansas could make a game of it. The injured version, Arkansas doesn't have a chance.
1: I hate to say this because I don't wish harm on anybody, but I hope he's a gippy mm-hmm. I hope he's I hope he's a little limpy and gippy because KJ Jefferson is from North Panola. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's going to play in this game and he's going to do the best thing he can to beat Ole Miss. I guarantee you it broke his heart that he couldn't play at Mississippi State. Yeah. He, whenever he he goes home, he plays. That's right. And he Mm -hmm. wants, he wants to play hard. So, uh, personally, I think he's, you know, he's been injured on and off this season. And, uh, I may be wrong. I may be wrong, but he doesn't have a Burks this year. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if our defense, it's hard for a team to get up twice in a row. You don't want Alabama to beat you twice. But if our defense plays like they did against Alabama, Quinchon uh totes mm-hmm. the rock like he has all year, uh, maybe we'll even get lucky and Zach Evans will, will pass a concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. But I am telling you right now, I feel really good about Saturday. I do. I really yeah. do. I think I think we uh have a really good shot at winning our next two. The, and the clavicle the bear, but it know, always we is. we're at home.
0: Yeah.
1: We're at home and uh I think we got a lot more talent than they do, so we'll have to find out.
0: Yeah, we have to look at it, but we were just talking about cold weather affecting the passing game. We have to see what that is for Thanksgiving because... Well, exactly,
1: because... exactly. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, we were talking, and if I remember correctly, I've been through a lot since then, but Mm. if I remember correctly, I said our floor was five wins and our ceiling was nine. I may Mm. be wrong. Our ceiling may be 10. Yeah. Yeah, and I would love for us to end up in the in the Citrus Bowl. Capital One it, Bowl, whatever they call it now. It's
0: the Citrus Bowl again. It is the Citrus okay, Bowl good
1: again. Because um, Capital One is it. now
0: sponsoring the Orange Bowl, I think.
1: That's now, the reason now, for that. Now, I want you to think about this. You've been an Ole Miss fan for your whole life like I have. Mm-hmm. First year he's there, after a, a losing record, he mm-hmm. takes us to the Outback Bowl, we've never been. He takes us to that. Mm-hmm. Second year, he's there. We go to Sugar Bowl. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen every day. Third year, we end up going to the Citrus Bowl in a rebuilding year.
0: Mm-hmm. Over half the roster is new.
1: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, hands I mean, this down uh, the best head coach in Ole Miss history in my lifetime, anyway.
0: Yeah, and also. Ole Miss will probably be the favorite for the SEC West next year.
1: Oh, I I, I completely agree with that. They they will, We're going to be will,
0: loaded. And Bryce Young is leaving.
1: Oh, right.
0: Uh, now, granted, Ole Miss yeah, plays at Georgia.
1: What's to say he's not going to split? Yeah, Jaden Daniels down at LSU. He's a junior. He can split too.
0: Yeah, if and the he right. might. Yeah, he might decide it's time to go pro. Yep. But the odds on favorite to win the SEC West should be Ole Miss next year. I completely uh, agree. And this is something we haven't seen. This is what Lane Kiffin has built at Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. What we are witnessing right now and what people don't realize, like if you weren't around for way back in the 50s and all that, we're in about 1956 whenever you're building. You're winning seven, eight, nine games and going to different bowl games, but the 59, 60, 61, and 62, that's starting to become visible. And they're starting to recruit that way. So just understand exactly where we are right now. People don't understand that they're like, Ole Miss is always going to be an also-ran and all that because they need boxes to put people in. And then putting Ole Miss in an also-ran box makes them feel better. But they don't realize that Hugh Freeze changed its program. Ole Miss fundamentally changed in 2014 when they went to an access ball to the point where probation did not even slow us down. That's the amazing thing. It did not slow us down. The first year that we were back to normal was 2020 Lane Kiffin, and all of a sudden this is right back going again. So the ceiling of this place, honestly, is a national championship. I never thought I would have said that 10 years ago, but that is the ceiling of this school. Uh, The four also, four or five wins is probably the four. But that's most places. Um, But that ceiling being where it is and people understanding that, and also we don't have the shackles of a blue blood uh, attached to the program, there's so much more freedom allowed for a coach at Ole Miss. Exactly. it, it, and you don't understand the positives that are going on here, especially now that they can pay nine, ten million $10 million a year to a head football coach. It, it, this is just a new day in Oxford, guys.
1: Years ago, mm-hmm. when they hired Nick Saban and they had him for a few years, he won his first national championship, and I think they were paying him five, six million a year. And somebody at work said, Can you believe he's making that much? I said, He's worth every penny. Mm hmm. He's worth more than that, and that's what I feel about Lane Kiffin. If we pay him 10 or $11 million, it's worth every penny.
0: Yeah, he's, it's worth – You could honestly, yeah. if you're talking about a value proposition, it would yeah. be worth it to pay Lane Kiffin $15 million
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of the ancillary yeah.
0: benefits that he brings into the school.
1: Exactly, exactly. He's a national mm-hmm. name. He's hot. Every time you check Twitter, he's the number one coach in America – Mm. that people interact with on twitter you know he gets it he's 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 and you know what i love the most about him that press conference after the game mm. where he said i don't give up mm. about any of this stuff we did not win the game we're here to mm. win the game
0: mm.
1: man i've been it's, wanting to hear that my whole life
0: yeah it's that's, that's culture building man it's doing yeah, everything exactly. The right way. It's amazing what he's doing. And I'm sure that um, Ole Miss understands what they have in him. Um, yeah. And they're going to do whatever they, they to. can yeah, to, to keep him here as long as possible. I, and I don't think Lane Kiffin is here for more than four or five years. I, I think the NFL is his ultimate stop. But yeah. for the time being, I'm going to enjoy every minute, every game that he is here because the next coach is all of a sudden going to inherit an LSU-like program as opposed to a Mississippi State-like program.
1: right. And that is
0: what Lane Kiffin right.
1: did. And we'll be able to go out and get a Brian Kelly type, a Notre mm-hmm. Dame guy that wants to win or whoever. We'll be able to go get that coach and spend that money because they'll know that they've got a friendly administration, you know, a friendly fan base, and uh, – we can pay him good money, so yeah. there's no reason, no reason not to. Just as long as we don't hire Jimbo, I'll be fine. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I think I Jimbo's abso- done. I absolutely love that Ross Bjork made <laughs> that extension deal with him because Ross bent Ole Miss over in the NCAA investigation to save his own hide, and mm. karma, buddy, car. My.
0: Okay, My. by the way, and this is something I'm going to put out on this podcast, um, and whether or not you're listening or not um, to it, if for some reason the SEC is loud and they facilitate for Lane Kiffin to make an intra-conference move to another school, I don't care if it's Auburn, it could be LSU, it could be an A&M, Ole Miss needs to hire Hugh Freeze back and just throw double birds in the air and say let's go. because
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. we tried to
0: be a, we tried to be a yep. good soldier. And no, at that point, bring yep. him back, give him what he needs. It's all legal yep. now, and go.
1: Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just like listen, we went through our probation for for what for nickel and dime stuff. Mm-hmm. They had Auburn red-handed with Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Auburn. This is a well-known fact. Their lawyer group and their AD staff flew up to Indianapolis, sat at the table with the NCAA, looked across the table, and said, "Prove it," and then got mm-hmm. up and walked out. Nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just gotta. And listen, the NCAA don't have the teeth they used to either. Yeah, yeah, they're they're losing power every minute of every day.
0: Yeah. But if if they allow the move to go inter conference inside the conference, like I said, yep. whether Auburn, A and M, or anybody, Ole Miss needs to just throw up double birds and go get Hugh Freeze. Just period.
1: I completely agree. Hmm. I pay anyway, him ten million.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: no and problem. And tell him no right in the
0: contract. Yeah, right into the contract to get a burner phone. Um, yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> I'll buy the burner
0: phone. Yeah, seriously. It's, it's like getting met mobile. I mean, Ron, Ron yeah. Reynolds is always on TV talking about that.
1: Exactly.
0: Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Tom, thank you very much for stopping by today. We went for a little bit, uh, but it, it was pretty great, man.
1: Hey, man, I appreciate it.
0: All right. Talk to you later.
1: Yep. Hotty toddy.
0: Hotty toddy.